Me, my guys, we really lie. Lord, forgive me, pay my ties. Please don't have me reach inside. And that's in a console. Keep the semi when I ride. Let off Henny when I drive. In the city, we gon' slide. Bet I be there pronto. Uh, uh, we'll go ahead and get into the political chop. What? Let's go ahead and do it. Um, So, y'all know how we do. A few things to talk about tonight on the political chop. Get it in real quick. Like, uh, the first thing that I want to bring up, there was a lot of conversation um earlier on during the election it was all about we got to get trump out of there we got to get trump out of there we got to get trump out of there he's out the thing about him being out is that while he was in there were some conversations that black people that some black people a lot of black people wanted to have about donald trump and kamala harris that did not take place mm -hmm. because it was an election season and because yeah, we, wanted, we had to get him out of there, we couldn't right. really hold their feet to the fire like we wanted Actually, to. Actually, because George and I remember, uh, George and I had the debate, and I was, debate. People, I was one of the people that was like, "Okay, I feel you, but we ain't, we got, we can't do that right now." Now, as one of the people who was like, "Okay, I feel you, we can't do that right now," it's time to do it. Goddamn it! <laughs> <Right now. laughs> it's that time. You know what I'm saying? I got, it, I got, I got, I got enough integrity to be like, "Nah, I, I told niggas that, hey." Let's get Trump out of here, and then let's. We here. We at that point, mm. and I see a problem. All right, and I and, and I want to know if y'all also see this problem. But do y'all think niggas is celebrating just a little bit too hard about Trump getting out of there? Just a little, just a little too much. Too much celebration. Too much. Yeah, we did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, now don't get me wrong. The inauguration. Uh, you know, Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama. She should have ran for president, goddamn. You feel me? Because you know, like she's the only person when the memes get made about her, it elevate the memes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Michelle Obama memes elevate the memes. You feel me? Everybody else memes make fun of them, but Michelle Obama is like, you know what I mean, dope. Uh you had the uh the uh the sister that did the poem, beautiful poem. My mama talked about it all day. My grandma brought it up. Everybody that seen me was like, Did you hear that poem? My girl's name, Amanda. Uh, was it Gorman? Make sure Amanda Gorman is exactly yeah, right. Gorman. Excuse me, Gorman. Um, and then you had uh, and then you had Kamala. You feel me? So you know it was it was it was some black girl magic in there. Tough. You feel me? You had you had the brother that was running that ran away from uh, and not ran away like he was a, he was scared, but the brother that was getting chased by uh the rioters at the, at the hill. Uh, he was escorting Kamala uh, down to, uh, during the inauguration. So he had all that popping up. Hey, yo, Eugene Goodman is a real nigga, y'all, too. Like, when I tell y'all I heard him, uh, I heard his interview. He had an interview on NPR, and I ain't never heard somebody cut so much on NPR. He was like, get the fuck back, because I will beat the shit out of each and every one of you. Like, he was, like, narrating everything. Like, it was wild. I really want y'all to do that. That's hilarious. Google the NPR interview with Eugene Goodman. It just played over the weekend. I was like... That is, he's a nigga's nigga, y'all. He was really just like, you got me fucked up. I was called a nigga 16,000 times. And like, he was going off. And it was oh, of course, of great. Course, of, of, of course he was. Of course he was. It was, but it was great for an NPR interview. It was very refreshing. He was just straight to the point. But Eugene Goodman, certified. Shout out to Eugene. We love you. So, hey, I think, hey, I think, I think, because I'm in my debate mind to answer your question, though. Yeah. I think that if I want to just be the bearer of bad news, I feel oh, yeah. like this is getting lost in the sauce of civil society. Well, we starting to well, we starting to celebrate too much, too much really bullshit. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. 
Well, I think you, that some you mean by that? celebration of our bullshit, I feel like kind of getting away of us to be able to hold people look or to in order to keep in focus on the shit that really matter. Because in my mind, it's like shit, we trying to have a conversation. Uh, I feel like all summer we've been talking about police brutality and mass incarceration. And because we were so caught up in Trumpism and the boogeyman of Trump, we literally made it where, but Jaleesa just said, the bar is so low. Literally made it where we just kind of bypassed some of the more structural implications of it and got rid of the the the, the, the permeant, like, uh, and made it where I feel like now, because so many people celebrated black woman magic and black people celebrate a, 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 a civil engagement, those two things uniquely, a lot of people are going to feel like you trying to hold critical anything about civil society, anything about mass incarceration, anything about the black the black plan, lifted their voice and sing for black folks. It might, they might see it as being like, damn, you shitting on black people, celebratory civil civil engagement. You shitting on black women magic in I mean, Kamala Harrison. And I think that it's like, man, boy, that celebratory make it where we can't even be critical of shit. Well, yeah. two things. One, I mean, I definitely, I don't know about y'all, but I saw the battle of the timelines and I, you know, I empathize with both sides where some niggas was like, y'all stupid, y'all silly, y'all falling for it. Y'all niggas was hollering FTP, ACAB, A, whatever, over the summer. Y'all hated everybody, everything that had to do with the law. Now, look at y'all celebrating the police and the cops. Y'all fake as hell. Then you had the other side of the timeline. It's like, nigga, let niggas breathe. Let us celebrate something. Niggas can't be happy. We know how to sell. We know how to separate seeing a black woman run some shit and time finally just not being so abrasive to us. And we know, you know what I'm saying? Like, we get it, but damn, let niggas have something. And so that was a really interesting back and forth tug of war to watch between niggas because I did not post anything because I'm like, yeah, I, mean, I, ain't post, I, I ain't post nothing. I'm nothing. Not I didn't say a word. Put drop some scholarship in our conversation as a communication scholar. There's a little something called cognitive dissonance, right? Mm-hmm. And when you have cognitive dissonance, that is when your mind functions one way, but your behavior seems to indicate to implicate something else. You your beliefs are a particular thing, but maybe how you behave or move in a certain way does not align itself. So you have become cognitively dissonant. And that's how I feel like that's where I've been this entire time. Where I want, I'm like, look at Kamala, look at Michelle. But then I'm like, you a husband of a person who bombed a whole bunch of innocent people and drove the fuck out of here. I'm just like, and and so it's conflictual because remember, I'm supposed to hold on to these tightly woven politics that I'm supposed to believe in. So these moments of reprieve are fleeting for me. And that brings me to kind of answer your question, um, you know, about in terms of what you're saying, we got to leave space. And I empathize with people that's just like, I like my racism covert. I like my anti-blackness just under the covers a little bit and tucked into the corner. And I know it's there and I'm not stupid. It's like the cobweb. You don't never reach up up there and get, you know, the motherfuckers there. You see it from across the room, but you just like it up there. It's up there and ain't bother nobody. And so like, I get it. I know, but damn, I don't have to be concerned about what the president is saying and doing. I don't roll my eyes every time a nigga say something. I look at the shit he say and I'm like, that makes sense to me. Even if I don't know what's in the background and I know the background of it is probably bullshit, I'm at least getting this reality in a way that does not trigger me and cause me literal emotional and psychological damage. And I like I identify with those people. I empathize with those people because it's just like nobody's fault. Stupid. Nobody is. Come on. What surprises me is that it's not enough in the middle. I, I mean, Cause like, can we really celebrate the lesser of two evils? You feel me? 
Like, are we because it's the lesser of two evils? So regardless, yeah. celebrating evil. You know what I mean? That's yeah, what, I feel like that's yeah, what, I feel like we live in polar polar. I feel like the times we live in is so polarized. Is that sometimes it's hard to have that balance, or that balance is so stigmatized and want to have something where in the middle where I feel like we really don't live in a reality like that no more. You feel me? That that used to be, I feel like um giving a whole bunch of credence in terms of you being balanced, you being you know, even and you being well, you know, I'm surrounded. Yeah. I'm like, nah, that real around that that me that sounds like respectability politics exactly and, and that's exactly what it is and so i and you know i, I feel like and, and i'll say this and we, we can get it on uh to the, to the next story real quick um i feel like it's it's it, it, just like we were talking about symbolism earlier like i think both things are true right i think we can we can look at um we can look at the the blatant and disrespectful uh old school racism that donald trump purported right because i can't i, I can't identify with people who like, I like my racism loud. Why? The whole goal is to quiet it. Yeah. So the fact that you like your racism in your face, it's like, nah, I want to punk racism. I want yeah. racism scared. I want, I want, a, I want a racist to be afraid to be a racist. Yeah. What you do in your own home and what you call niggas in your own home, that's what you do. But I want you to be afraid to yeah. say that shit in public, nigga. Yeah. Straight, without a doubt. And so. I, I do think there's value in pushing them back, but to, to answer the people that's like, well, you know, I want to know who the racists are. All you got to do is pay attention. Yeah, you know I mean? <laughs> that part. I mean, hey, gain through a lot of these things, some of that racial literacy that we are surrounded by so that you can identify shit like being gaslighted, shit like, you know what I'm saying, when there are structural things happening to you that don't have to look at that don't have to sound like nigga, you ain't shit. Fuck you, nigga, with the hard R. It ain't got to be all of that. Sometimes it's it yeah. other ways. And if you become knowledgeable about that, then all of a sudden the shit is staring you in your face, right? right. I, 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 K said something interesting, and I agree with this statement one thousand percent. Before we move on, and it is this feels like the post Bush era where we were a happy. We were just so happy an idiot was out of office, and mm-hmm. I, I, a couple of things there. One, and the. <sighs> feeling of just a new president on top of it being Barack Hussein Obama, the magic Negro, like that was the magic Negro. Waiting, that was a hell of a waiting to excel moment. And there's a master's thesis to be written here. There could even be a dissertation, and I'll tell you why. Because again, after the Trump era, a black woman comes in. There's something about blackness that when it's attached to the new resuscitation and the new breath that the United States needs to take. To really kind of, it's something about niggas, right? You have Barack Obama right after uh, uh, George uh, George Bush, and then you have Kamala Harris now being the zero, the magical Negro who saves America and who breathes life and resuscitates political life again after Donald Trump. And so there's something there. There's something very interesting, but also the resuscitation efforts are clearly getting more desperate because you were okay with just having a black man and that was good enough. Now you didn't have to rely on a black woman to dig yeah. us into the hole of where we've been in. So there are some connections to be made. The other thing that I'll say, and then I don't want to promise I'll pass it back, is the romanticization of George Bush that has been taking place as of late. If y'all notice at the inauguration, a lot of people pointed out that George Bush has turned into this lovable rascal, uh, shout out to Damo, this uh, cute little uh, Michelle Obama accessory, this person that is harmless and, you know, he really has though. And niggas forget about Hurricane Katrina. Niggas forget about tax taxes going through the roof. Niggas forget about the mishandling of economic crises that happened when we was in high school and shit like that. A lot of people forget all about those realities. I was in Kansas City, Missouri, paying damn near four or five dollars worth of gas because we was in a recession because of his orientation toward a lot of terrible economic policies. And so 
Like, it's, it's just, I hope that that doesn't ever happen with Donald Trump, that he ever gets to a place where he gets to be cute and adorable and just somebody like that is a- Yeah, I think that should be said. I, I mean, uh, we yeah. thought it, we nah, thought, man, we thought, we thought think, was despicable, y'all. Hey, I, I feel like because I'm in my debate mind right now, I never underestimate the transcendental nature of whiteness and white people. And I think that white people always have the privilege of being able to transcend from the most horrific, craziest shit you can think of. And in my mind, I mean, we celebrate George Bush can transcend from leaving niggas out during what during Hurricane Katrina. With, with come on, I I think that if he can do that, and and, and literally, Kanye West became an icon for saying, I think that George Bush doesn't care about black people. Not even saying I think, just saying George Bush doesn't care about, black, care about people. black people. Uh, <laughs> but to respond to what you're saying, George, that's true, right? But that's because he did what he did to black people. Trump and Trump supporters assaulted a white institution. Trump's <laughs> lying there, brother. <laughs> Trump's lying. <laughs> point in case. Yeah, right. You feel me? Um, uh, keeping it pushing, though, let's get the, uh, the second story that I want to get into is because uh, I'm, I'm tired of talking about Donald Trump. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we can finally move on. Um, yeah. But in doing so, like I was saying earlier, it's time to have those conversations that niggas was not trying to have because we wanted to get these niggas elected. Okay. Um, but let's do it. I want to ask y'all. I want y'all in the chat and uh George Toya. Is there anything that Kamala or Joe can do to rectify their past and all of the efforts that they went through to lock niggas up? Because you know, just to just to kind of lay the framework and, and lay the groundwork, as if y'all don't know, uh, Joe Biden crime bill. Now, the criticism, is, well, the, the response is, well, it wasn't just Joe Biden. All of Congress had to vote for it. And the president said, OK, no, yeah, no, we know. Right. But, if, but actually, people who know Joe Biden, people who introduce Joe Biden, who talks about his accomplishments, the crime bill is a unique Joe Biden accomplishment because he was the main voice behind getting it passed. Arguing for it, lobbying, right? Lobbying on behalf of getting that, getting it done. So he mm -hmm. spearheaded the effort. So it was a lot of people in line behind them, but the nigga in front, you know, what I'm saying that's who's responsible for it. And we know the impact of the crime bill, um, and you know, and how we further criminalized black neighborhoods, specifically at a time when it was more that was needed in, in black neighborhoods than police. Um, and then you got Kamala, excuse me, Kamala, uh, who, <laughs> who, uh, at, who during her time as attorney general in California, uh, did a lot of suspect shit and, and seemed to, uh, operate on the behalf of, again, continuing to find different ways to criminalize black people like, uh, 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 what was Truancy. it? Uh, Truancy. Um, that type of shit, uh, having firefighters or having uh, uh, inmates uh, fight fires for pennies, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, the list goes on. Not like not letting niggas that's that's clearly innocent out of jail. The list goes on, right? Right. You got these. You got these two candidates who are clearly, clearly, clearly have a fucked up history when it comes to the uh, uh, the justice system. Now, now that they occupy two of the highest seats in the land, is there anything that they can do in y'all eyes? To rectify that past. 
Um, I think, I mean, when we talk about rectifying, I think what that means for some people is going to be different from, for, for well, I think what that means is going to be different for everybody, right? Because one of the things that King A official says in the comments is, uh, I will acknowledge that Biden said the crime bill was a mistake even before he decided to, he decided to run for president. Um, a lot of them uh, were very, were as truthful and as honest as they were going to be about the issues with their policies when they debated each other in those couple of rounds of democratic debates, right? Or, uh, uh, yeah, democratic, democratic debates. Um, and so they, their feet have been held to the fire. They've already had to cop to a lot of the terrible things that they've done. And so at this point, it's kind of like show and prove, you know, but I just, I don't know when we say rectify what's good enough for you, it's just not going to be good enough. And black hey, people, that's and black people are so I don't want to say fractured and fragmented. They're multidimensional, right? We're not a monolith. And so what niggas want is so verse. You know, people a lot of people say the black agenda. We don't have a black agenda, but that's because the intersections of blackness, the way they set up and tied up right now, it's hard for niggas to figure out what their first priority is for a government to fix. Mm -hmm. right? So. When we think about what it means for them to reconcile and to be responsive and to right the ship and fix some of the shit that they did, it depends on who you're talking to because everybody's gonna say they should have a different priority. Yeah. I think that's what I'm saying. I think I think that uh just to add to I feel like to add to what Toya's saying, because I feel like that's what she said, just straight truth. I feel like for me, I think that it's kind of like twofold. On one instance, it's like they ain't gonna be able to do much because it's like I really want a lot in terms of the structures, institutions, and systems of America. But I think that if I'm being pragmatic and practical in terms of them being able to mitigate how niggas able to live their day-to-day -day lives, like right now in 2021, going to 2022, mm -hmm. 2023, in my mind, it's like yeah, uh, Joe Biden, you ran a little a little voice team plan. Shit, you made goddamn a whole bunch of different, you know what I'm saying, promises. Uh, me knowing how politics work and politicians work in campaigns. Now, usually politicians probably can't really fulfill like 30 percent of their claims. I think that if you was able to just fulfill, you know, shit, what I feel like he was able to do half of what he said he's going to do for black people. I think that he'll be able to, you know what I'm saying, do something. I feel like most time history going to be real, 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 you know, uh, benefit of the doubt to white folks in terms of what did you do in history lately? And you know what I'm saying? If you did something lately, because think about it right now. Shit, George Bush is celebrated because, you know, goddamn uh him and him and him and him and Michelle uh Obama didn't cop been caught in two viral moments on social media. And yeah. we didn't damn near forgot about, you know what I'm saying, all the shit that he did and said to black like a model, Real black quick, man. I want to plug our IG page, the chop up show. If y'all not following the chop up show on Instagram, y'all should in the story. If y'all go to the chop up show story, I'm posting right now the uh Biden's plan for America, right? I'm, it's the post that we had months ago comparing mm -hmm. Trump's plan versus Biden's plan when, when they were running for election. But there are details about specifically when George talks about if he just did half of the stuff he was planning talking about doing. Um, hey, that's what y'all going Okay, so you froze up a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, but I do want to get to the comments. So go check out our Yeah, you froze up for a little bit, but like, but to get into some of the comments, though, because I, I like how so many, I like how a lot of y'all answered the question. Um, Clarine, I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Clarine Elizabeth said, "Hell no, 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 hell no." Uh, see the guy said things they can do, 
sure things they will do <laughs> nah bro <It> <laughs> nah dude i would say dude i didn't bro but yeah it's the same uh <laughs> it's, it's, it's that vibe uh robert wrangle says everybody has a past but if you learn from it and can you change is the real question and i, I think i think that's fair because like uh sid says it's uh because we gotta understand this is american politics so um anything that that's done specifically to address the criminal justice system would be it will be flipped by conservatives as a way like that they're soft on crime or, or you know they're allowing for criminals to do xyz or whatever and so they still have to operate within a anti-black framing of the criminal justice system in order to uh uh be excuse me considered mainstream so uh the question is with with knowing that how they move can it be beneficial maybe but uh will it will it rectify they pass that's another hell no nah. um king a official says i will acknowledge that biden said the crime bill was a mistake even before he decided to run for president that's fair i appreciate that miko says maybe but it's got to be an absolutely massive overhaul of the system from top to bottom and even so i'm not sure if i'd ever believe it was genuine that's a fact that's a fact because 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 of who we dealing with right like we like for, for democrats specifically white moderates issues of racism in black people are uh it, it's like a um a badge of honor you know what i'm saying like we're photo ops for them yeah what were you about to say to you well, just uh, Miko brings up a very important point that we're even starting to see with the vaccines, right? But it demonstrates a larger thing. Americans, are, people have generally are so skeptical of the government and of the state, even if they decide to fix themselves and be like, hey, y'all, we back again with better shit. They don't lost so many people. You know what I'm saying? There's so much skepticism. There's so much cut a check. Like, you know, even looking at these, these stimulus checks, right? The government's giving us money. The way that they've, and, and the fact that they've done it raggedy aside, just the fact that we're getting money. Everybody's like, give me my check. Fuck the stuff. Fuck the government. Everybody's still, I don't care about this country. I don't care about this government. Give me mine and run. And so the, there's the, the love and the trust is just so broken. You can fix the government if you want to, but there is a whole hell of a lot of people that are never going to believe, and they're always going to feel like that's a bait and switch, that that's another setup. Yeah, it's man. I think, the worst, yeah. Yeah, I think the worst thing that could happen for America is that with the, all the polarization in our country, with all the different citizens across the different regions, the the the, the, the I feel like consistent government distrust, whether you're extreme right or you extreme left or you just the left or you just the right, whether you're extreme or not, we all have, uh, I feel like, a consistent distrust of the government. Now, don't get me wrong. We all got for different reasons, of course. We have, you know what I'm saying, believe in corruption or for different reasons we don't trust the government. But I think there is a, like, I feel like a, a, a consensus of just like, man, fuck the government. But all those reasons make it all the more insidious. It makes it even more difficult for the government yeah. to overcome because where I fix this lie and correct that and get, like, it ain't enough spokespeople in the world. One of the things y'all should know about the NBA, for example, and I look at the virus because this is just the more timely example we have of this distrust, but the NBA, for example, is trying to work on a program to basically jump what's jumping the line to get vaccines early. And at first, Adam Silver said, we'll never do that. We'll never use the NBA as an important entity more than anybody else. But they want to do that to help build trust in the black community about these vaccines. Now, set aside the fact that a lot of NBA players ain't with the shit and ain't willing to take a vaccine. That is another example of the government. It don't matter how much you try to pull out of your bag. 
Yeah, quid pro quo, which is sad, but it don't matter how many tricks you try to pull out your bag, how many spokespeople you try to get, you've already lost niggas. We already don't trust you. I don't care that LeBron get a shot. Niggas don't care that LeBron get a shot. LeBron already said he ain't trying to get no shot. But I mean, if anything, niggas are gonna stop trusting LeBron. Like, nigga, you let them shoot you up with shit for a commercial. Bye. <laughs> <All right. laughs> right. The skepticism is just it's like you play more in Texas. Like, okay. Yeah. Man, nobody, listen, man. nobody take political advice from Shaq. Shit. Shaq. Shaq was up there hating on the boy Donovan. Man, Shaq was the police. Yeah. <laughs> Shaq used to be a sheriff. Without he a doubt. Um I, what's, and and to add, you know, I think uh I think it, it ain't it ain't really you know nothing that they could do. I mean they could because people's political memory is so short. If they could at least uh, address one or two things, not even like what George said half, but just one or two, I think it'll it'll win people over. Because I mean, you're yeah, really, really right. Don't even say half. Really, it's just like literally, yeah. can you champion one or two policies to say that you did for black people and you good? Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's and. Uh, I don't think to rectify it not nah, like I think the people who and the impact that they had on black communities you there's no there's not a dollar amount there's no effort there's really nothing that and you can do because like, I mean when niggas get locked up that's their life you can't give niggas their life back you know what I'm saying nigga end up going to jail for four or five years over you know what I mean uh, crack charges or weed charges you know what I'm saying like a, a bunch of bullshit it ain't no way to yeah, fix yeah. that yeah, and because it's, it's a reverberating yeah. effect right like you got kids that grow up without fire or without families not like mothers or fathers you know what i'm saying let's not just criminalize like let's not just act like they only criminalizing brothers you feel me really? you got you got you got kids that grow up without family members that creates uh a, a reverberation that impact their life you mm-hmm. feel me like you can't quantify that so no, nah, I, I definitely don't think it's no uh, there's no ability to rectify. But I the reason why I pose that question is because under, knowing that uh, the uh, Kamala is going to run for president because Joe's only gonna do one term. He old as hell. That boy only do it one term. Yeah, he'll be eighty two if he decided to run again. Right. And so uh, when it comes to her running, what she what she is going to attempt to do is she has to fix her reputation with black communities. And if she doesn't do that, then uh, her chances in twenty two in, in uh what twenty twenty four or twenty twenty five? Yeah, twenty two chances in twenty twenty four, you know what I'm saying, are very slim if she's still being called cop mala. If they still calling her cop mala and she didn't just spend four years as vice president, so yeah, she gotta do something about that. Well, I mean, you know, the way that America works, they're gonna get their turn because a cop is gonna shoot somebody, it's gonna make national news. We're gonna go through the same process we go through every time somebody is shot. Uh, unjustly by the police, and they'll have a perfect opportunity to start. And, to be, and, 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 and it's sad. It's sad to say too, because Toya's so right. How America set up, they gonna get their time of racial crisis of dealing with police brutality and niggas being mad from East Coast to the West Coast to the Midwest to the South, and how they try to play politics is gonna be very telling. You know what I'm saying? And then being real, and then being real, me you knowing what I know, I feel like uh, Joe Biden, he was he was damn near called Uncle Joe through the entire Obama presidency. So he was able to kind of, in my mind, be a little bit immune to all the fuck shit he did to niggas politically, socially, and economically that impacted our community. It wasn't until he started trying to become that commander in chief again, in my opinion, when we started to hear some of the greatest. 
uh, critiques and analysis of what he did in terms of the crime deal. So I think that even in too, Kamala's a black woman. Mm-hmm. So I think that even if Kamala was ain't ain't Auntie Kamala, you know what I'm saying? Some shit, you feel me? The yeah. woman, vice president, if she run for presidency, she'll have to face it again. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. If the white man face it again, this black woman for the damn show face it again times three. Yeah, but that's why. But I mean, that's why this is this. I mean, this is really her shot. You, I mean, you got to do something. You feel me? Because like, yeah, you are gonna have people that that call it that or whatever. But if she can put forth, if she can put forth the right effort, it's, it's things that she can do um, to to play on the very short memory of voters, uh, specifically Democratic voters, boy, that they get them every time. Every time. Uh, the last thing we're gonna touch on before we close out tonight is Trump getting quick kicked off Twitter. Um, it's a. It, at first, everybody was like, "Yeah, Trump got kicked off Twitter. Yeah, finally, he's no more tweets." But then I seen a, I seen the Facebook status, Amber Kelsey, shout out to the homie, um, where she was pointing out like, "Oh, it's Trump today." But then Trump is used as the justification um, to ban other people. And I know it sounds like, I, and, I, and I know it sounds like the, one of those, oh, you know, they, it's a censorship, but it's deeper than censorship, mm-hmm. right? Uh, because if they can ban white people, they can ban anybody for anything. Uh, and, and I know it started with the insurrection and all that other shit, but it creates some concerns for me. Uh, but I want to know from y'all perspective, is Trump being kicked off Twitter something that should be celebrated or is there a fear? Do y'all share my and uh, in, in Amber's healthy skepticism of what it means for Trump to be kicked off Twitter? I personally, believe, personally, while I agree with Amber and I understand that <clears throat> one interpretation of this can be that it sets a precedence, I think that the idea that Trump being banned is the beginning of something, ignores a lot of banning and shutting up and blacklisting and uh, what is George, what's the phrase that happens to you? And all of that there, I was just watching a C, um, I I watched CBSN, which is CBS's uh, constant, like 24 hours news network. And they have a whole kind of documentary news, news expose thing about left voices that have been sought like this black woman is like i argue with somebody in a facebook group one time and i have not had access to my facebook for like eight years like it's like it's really weird crazy shit and so mm. so you saying so you saying just because like donald trump being um being i think what we did it could be interpreted as this being seen as equal opportunity uh marginalization and silencing. So instead of looking at it at Donald Trump as being a starting point to something that we should anticipate ahead, we should be looking at this as an ending point or a point where there's finally equitable uh, silence and finally equitable censorship for something that's mm. bigger than people on the left all along. So it depends yeah, yeah. on your perspective and your take about how it's moving because a lot of people are like, well, fucking finally, because other people been we saying- We uh, yeah, George. That's how I feel. I've been kicked out for, I've been kicked out for TikTok three or four times. Shit, before Donald Trump got kicked off any social media platform, and all I say is education is elevation, and we talking about unapologetically black shit. You use the n word, George. You know what I'm saying? Shit like you that. So, so for me, I see it as being like, is 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 really a catch twenty two, regardless, because they're gonna do what's good for business, and they're gonna always prioritize what's bad for business, regardless. 
You feel me? When niggas like me, when black content creators are getting censored on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, they being censored. We being censored because the white people that control the algorithm, control the AI, control the marketing promotion, they feel like our content is bad for business. You know what I'm saying? And when it come down to it, the shit that Donald Trump was doing, they felt like it was bad for business. And they recognized what Toya's getting at. It created, and when Amber got in, it created a, you know, a, 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 a trade-off. That now, because we've censored a extreme, you feel me, a great, popular, right voice, we now have to create some reciprocity and create some type of equal, you know what I'm saying, balancing of the scale and be like, shit, now we got to go find some left voices to silence so we can show because it'd be bad for business and all of our right-leaning, conservative-leaning investors and people that, you know what I'm saying, fuck with our business when one of my rock with us, we only censoring Donald Trump. So we yeah. have to make some spectacular censorship of other people. We know what happened last year when they did Alex Jones one day and the next day they did Louis Farrakhan. Yeah. So we already know they're going to make these false correlations of saying like, oh, you're racist towards white people and uh, you're racist towards black people and where they're saying this is bad. They'll make false correlations. Yeah. Well, my mind is just always, it's me, it's one of the, one of the fallacies, literally, literal fallacies. You feel me? They gonna do what's good for business, man. If they feel like what you're doing, fucking the bottom line, they don't feel like doing what's fucking what I'm saying. The bottom line, think about it. Man. TikTok can send me a whole bunch of merch with their name on and shit, but my content is not good enough to get that verification. My content not palatable. You feel me? My content not good for business. You know what I'm saying. In yeah. the same way, they yeah. not gonna. Yeah, it's not, like, you know, and you can. It's interesting getting into a conversation where we talk about what content is good and not good, because I want to go ahead and plug a topic we're going to talk about next week, and I'm going to plug it in a special way. So next week, George is going to talk about these social media platforms and how they benefit our blackness, but also kind of sub, like silence and sense of blackness and kind of the, the, the catch-22 that niggas as influencers of culture right as is literally social entrepreneurs, the difficult spot that they're constantly in. So we're going to talk about that next week, and one of the ways we're going to frame it is in the context of uh, not TikTok, but Clubhouse, right? So if y'all not on Clubhouse, I need y'all to try to get on Clubhouse. Try to, now it's invite only and it's iPhone only. So I don't make the rules. All my droids out there, big love to y'all. Find you an Apple device. See if you can tap in there. Damo say, you know, he flipped the bird to the people. It's not my problem. The little green, doo -doo -doo, that's y'all business. But Apple folks. Uh, we don't see green nothing like that's y'all business actually because we don't see and here's the thing last time baby i don't know what you're trying to get at but no i didn't vote for donald trump so you can move around with that one but uh other people in the comments if you want to get on clubhouse and you don't have an invite if you can comment in the comments i got four clubhouse invites i'm willing to give up right now tonight so that y'all can get on clubhouse and see what it's like if y'all haven't been on there because we're going to talk about it next week a little bit so i got four clubhouse invites if you can tell me what I do for a living, tell me what I do every day to make money. What's my job? This is for the people who've been rocking with me on the chop up. You can have a clubhouse invite. So if you want one, comment in the comments, what do I do for my job? If you can tell me, if you've been listening, rocking with the show long enough to tell, tell me what I do to pay my bills, I will give you a clubhouse invite. No lines time, baby. I don't sell drugs. I used to though, I've been delivered. Thank you. <laughs> And I found another way. Nicola, what's good? 
actually now okay we got to ask another question nicola actually uh, uh nicola nicola already answered the question correctly so I got to change now i gotta change the question uh let me see damo just had a baby if somebody could tell me what the baby is at this stage in his life we don't know how it's gonna identify but at this stage if somebody can tell me what Damo, what baby, what Damo had, just had a baby, y'all tell me what it is. I give you what, what are what are uh, Nicola? I gotta keep it up because I owe you an invite. We are gonna figure out how to get that to you. Somebody tell me. All right, King A official, you got it. Uh, yeah, hey King A, hey appreciate you, appreciate hey, you. If King A official and uh and, and Nicola, I need y'all to hit me up in my uh in my in my Instagram inbox, DM me, and we'll talk at, about at, at Toya G on Instagram. At, at Toya G on Instagram. Yeah, oh. Ethereum Beauty is it, it, that's my 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 boy for right now. I mean, like, <laughs> that's the pre, that's the, the pronouns he was you know, going we, with. You know, see, uh, what's another? What's another? What's another? What's another good question? I got two more invites. Y'all help me come up with a question. We can throw out there to get somebody else on Clubhouse. All right, uh, check it out. How many followers does George have on Insta uh, on TikTok? How many followers does George have on TikTok? Easy one. <laughs> Real quick. How many followers on TikTok? Somebody who ever comment first get a get come a on, y'all trying to get on club. We trying to get y'all on Clubhouse, man. We trying to how many followers does consciously have on TikTok? Hey, and it's actually interesting too because you know, what would you say, George? Okay, how on there? Okay, we got a winner, got a million followers. Okay, all right, K high. All right, and another one, and the last, the last, Noel came, came with the specifics though 1.4 between two accounts now. Look, straight up. Oh, uh, right. the last one, I got the last one. What university did George and myself debate for? What university? Did, yeah. and, and, and here's a hint. He currently teaches and coaches for this university. Yeah, now y'all just give it away. Real quick. Give it away, huh? No, you gotta pay attention though. Niggas don't really talk about where we go to school. It's true. It's true. What what university are uh George hey, said Harvard? <laughs> <laughs> Nah, but we know some of them niggas. Yeah. All right, Jerry. Jerry cheated. Jerry. <laughs> Is it somebody just about to cheat it? Jerry cheated. Jerry. All right. Hey, fair square. Fair square, though. Fair square. Oh, Jerry. Hey, we're like, oh, you. Yeah, you don't count, Jerry. Look, at least you said Harvard. Answer Howard. the questions. Answer the questions. To be clear, I'm a professor. I, I'm a professor at the university. I teach. Uh, California University State uh, Fullerton representing. Uh, I, yeah, that's where I work at. Uh, professor in human communication. The second question was what? Oh, uh, uh, Dr. Boy. Dr. Yeah. Boy, by the way. Uh, third question K What was K answer? Uh, oh, the followers. George got over a million followers, 1.4, this, that, and the other. Uh, and then uh, some more people on Instagram, this, that, and the other. And then lastly, University of Oklahoma. Yeah. It is, uh, you know, where 
the homie, uh, the the homies went to school and debated it. So hey, Jerry said, Jerry said, give it, give it to somebody else because he knows Jerry. What's up? That's the homeboy. You know what I'm saying from from uh from, from uh OU. Jerry probably got hella connections on the clubhouse. Right, <laughs> Christopher, what you mean for the nostalgia? I'm confused, but let me get a bag. He, 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 uh, he want that invite. Chris want that invite. Christopher, you want the, the invite? DM me. Y'all got y'all got 10 minutes to DM me. Uh at Toy G. If I don't get a DM by uh my time, 908, I ain't got nothing for you. Go That's holler at me real quick. As you uh, tell me, your duty, get it in there. Come see me. Get it in there. George, you ain't got it because I got a, I got the uh, I got the Android, so I can't help y'all. But George, you ain't got the uh you ain't got no I invites. Got all five of my invites, I think. Hey, get George. Ethereal uh, <laughs> Beauty. Hit George yeah, up on Ethereal Beauty, yeah. Hit George up on TikTok. He got you. Yeah, hey, yeah, Ether Beauty. Bro, I, I definitely got you, Ether Beauty. Yeah, TikTok like or IG. Hey, 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 what's your Instagram before we, before we get off live? What's your Instagram, Ether Beauty? So I make sure I follow you because I know that if, you, if I don't follow you, you send me an Instagram, you send me a, a DM, I'm not going to get that shit. Hey, DM Convert, you, yo, your shit behind, bro. Catch up to the live. Hey, Ether Beauty, is your name the same thing on IG? Mm-mm, it's not. It's uh. It's like accidental gold or something like that. I think. Oh, ah, that's what. That's what that is. Yeah, but you know, I pay attention to the ones who be tapped in with us. Uh. So, Damn. all right. Anyway, uh, the Christopher being disrespectful is Hey, 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 hey. Uh, uh, Ethel, I got you. Definitely. I'm. 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 I'm, I'm DMing you right now. Uh, yeah. Real quick, the reason, whole reason we're talking about Clubhouse is that we want y'all to tune in next week. Uh, we're going to have a conversation just about how black folks jump on uh, jump on everything and make it pop and really kind of the influences of that and how we go from there. TikTok uh, is a great case study, uh, but Clubhouse is also an equally great case study, but not exactly. as well as Twitter. It's, it's, and Twitter is great. It's the legendary example of it. So Snapchat is another great example. DJ Khaled, we claim him. He's nigga adjacent. And TikTok took off when he got on there and was himself on there. And so we're going to talk a whole lot about that shit and kind of explore some things. So make sure y'all are tapped into everything that y'all following everything. Follow Lee, follow me, follow the plug, follow the pages, y'all. Don't miss out on nothing. Clubhouse is invite only. So if I get another batch of invites, I'm going to make sure I toss y'all some. Android users, I love y'all. RT, I love you. I got so much love for you from the bottom of my heart. This is my heart. Joy, we getting this thing. Joy, we getting this thing. But you can't get on. You can't get on Clubhouse. So, um, when you get your Apple device, you let me know, and I will share the invites that I have. But I think that might be a little bit of everything that we was gonna talk about today. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Like, uh, you got the ads at the bottom of the screen. We don't switch it up. <laughs> we don't hey, switch I it up. Instagram, TikTok, uh, Toya, what's your, your TikTok? Is you, my TikTok a little different. Y'all see my name right there, Toya G. Just throw an HD on the end of that, and that's how you find me on TikTok, Toya G HD, Toya G HD. And then if you on uh, Instagram, want to see me, higher definition LEC, higher definition LEC, higher definition like your phone, like your TV, LEC, leadership and power. <laughs> Talking to Craig, we man, talk to the man. Look, yeah, on that note, <laughs> we love y'all. Last Monday in January, appreciate y'all rocking with us all through 2021. Thus far, we pray, hope, sincerely anticipate that y'all gonna stick with us through the rest of it because we're gonna do some amazing, wonderful, and uh, just just downright solid things. You know, we, we talk our shit around here, it's the chop up. You know how we do it. My name is Toya G. 
Judge Lee, aka consciously. Hey, I'm thinking about this going by consciously though, honestly. What what do you usually go by? Interchangeably, either or. Georgia, alright, alright, conscious. That's what niggas call you on Instagram or on TikTok anyway, conscious. But anyway, that that is what it is. It is the chop up. We're gonna have that y'all. We're gonna close it out the same way we came in. Me, my guys, we really lie. Lord, forgive me, pay my ties. Please don't have me reach inside. And that's in a console. Keep the semi when I ride. Let off Henny when I drive. In the city, we gon' slide. Bet I be there pronto.